0: Welcome to the Created to Lead podcast.
1: We're your hosts, Sammy and Alex. This podcast is here to inspire you to pursue your God-given dreams and to rise up to the leader you were created to be.
0: You'll hear impactful stories from respected leaders of all walks of life who have overcome their circumstances that ultimately built them. Join us as we learn, grow, and lead together.
1: Let's Let's go. go! what's up guys welcome to create to lead this is Sammy and this is Alex what's up and uh, we're so excited for today's uh, episode we're gonna do something a little fun and uh, point out uh, one quality although there's many more right Alex so many more so many more <laughs> so of many more but quality a quality that we see in each other that uh, we want to interview on yes so an amazing quality I've always seen in Alex uh, from the moment I met him is the quality of forgiveness thank you yes you're welcome thank you I've learned a lot and so um, I'm going to be asking Alex some questions on forgiveness Um, and then Alex you're gonna be asking me some questions on contentment contentment. and how
0: we remain content yes in our
1: world of striving and wanting more mm -hmm. (laughs) so we're excited about these two topics so let's go let's go you ready yeah all right let's start with forgiveness all right okay I came prepared with some questions for you cool but yeah, one of the things I, uh, as I got to know Alex, uh, I think it was last year, um, you know, we've we've both gone through similar seasons of business and walking away and um, um, and where you can harbor some possible resentment, um, but that's something I never saw in Alex. I actually saw a lot of grace and forgiveness. So Alex. Yes, sir. <laughs> let's start with how would you define what real Forgiveness is not superficial forgiveness, but real forgiveness. Well, I was reading
0: my Bible yesterday, That's good. <laughs> great thing to do, and um, <clears throat> Jesus talks about judge not, lest you be judged, mm-hmm. um, and he says, Forgive so you can be forgiven. Mm-hmm. Um, and true forgiveness to me is not having resentment towards that person, forgiving someone and not having any resentment or ill will towards them.
1: So that's how you would define real that's forgiveness. How I would for, yeah.
0: So say that one more time. Well, so not having any resentment or okay. ill will towards somebody that's either wronged you, harmed you, um, hurt you, whatever that might be. So good. Now, what would
1: be the opposite? of forgiveness resentment (laughs) big time (laughs) now has forgiveness always alex come easy to you or is that something that you've learned no because i'm a very competitive person Mm. um
0: and i always want to do better and people who harm me or my family or whatever it might be i have i have resented um and i've always had in the back of my mind like that person did this to me. That person mm-hmm. shouldn't, you know, they shouldn't deserve whatever they have because of X, Y, Z. Um, so no,
1: it hasn't been. Now in those seasons of your life that forgiveness did not come easy and you did harbor bitterness and resentment. What did that feel like? Oh, it, it
0: feels terrible. It feels like something's following you. Mm-hmm. It, feels like, um, it, it feels like you can't really concentrate on what you need to do because you're always thinking about um what this other person has that you don't there's actually a comparison and resentment Mm. because you think they don't deserve it because they did this to me and i never did that to them so therefore they shouldn't have that or um and that was something specifically
1: i really dealt with wow yeah now if someone is listening right now and they are battling Because I used to battle with a lot of unforgiveness, for sure, without really realizing it, but definitely felt the effects of it in my life. Um, But yeah, if someone's listening right now and they are harboring resentment or strife and just unforgiveness in their lives, what would you like to say to that person? Well, I know specifically because just the people that
0: have reached out to us that there are people harboring those feelings. For sure. And what I would tell them, now this may not be the easiest way to do it, but I would say either get on the phone with them or get face to face with them Mm. and um, tell them how you feel. Uh, Because now some people will say forgiveness is a process, but it has never been a process for me when I do that, Mm. where I just say, you know what, Sammy, you did this to me um, and it affected me or my family in this way. And I just want you to know I forgive you, and I feel like the weight's always just lifted off my shoulders, yeah, an example to that um who is now a good friend um at the time he um we were involved in business together, and I did have a lot of resentment towards this person. I felt like um they benefited well, and they they gave me advice that wasn't necessarily true, but it was for their benefit mm-hmm and so I ha- held a lot of resentment towards that person. And uh, I would say last year, yes, last year I actually met with them face to face, and I told them, um, yeah, you know, I have actually harbored a lot of resentment towards you. And um, he just he like said, you know what, I'm sorry, and I uh, I did things totally wrong, and I wasn't in the right place, and I just want you to know I'm sorry, and. Pretty much it was just the end of it. Like, I didn't, I wasn't like, there was no ill will towards him right. after that. And I was like, it was kind of a God thing because it actually told us to move to Idaho because that situation actually happened in Idaho. <laughs> but I was like, all right, Lord, yep, this is where we're supposed to be. So but cool. it was just lifted off my shoulders. And I can tell you many other stories where I went to somebody, Jesus says, go to your brother. Mm-hmm. And the feelings just went away. And maybe even in those situations, they were like, oh, no, you're totally
1: wrong. But at least I still said, well, I forgive you. That's all right. So. Love that. Now, that kind of leads to my my next question. What if someone never asks for forgiveness or... Cause that's something I've dealt with, right? Where you're having to forgive someone and they never acknowledge that they've ever wronged you. Sure, yeah. How do you go about that? Have you ever dealt with that? Where you just had to, for your own sake and for your own family's yes. sake. Yes. Because it <clears throat> does affect those that are close. I've learned that unforgiveness affects those that are closest to you because you're harboring something in you. You're like you were saying, you're ruminating on it. It's constantly on your mind. Um, and you just have to learn to, to let go and to forgive. Um, has that ever happened to you? Once it is
0: spoken about to me, it's always gone, and I've had employers who have done things wrong to me, um, and I've had people giving the advice: don't say anything to them. And I've never felt like that was okay mm. because if you do walk away, to me, I'm gonna go, wow, I should have said something. Right. And um, and I know there's people listening to this who they're maybe not, maybe they're not confrontational. But you'll realize that if you go and confront that person and you say, um, "Hey, this is what happened. This was what occurred. We could have done this better." And maybe the person's totally like, and I'll give you an example my a couple jobs I had before. I said, You know, you guys handled this situation terribly um, i'm a, I'm a really good employee, and you were going to let me go over something so silly mm-hmm. and they couldn't even look me in the eye. Yeah, And they couldn't even say, you're you're right. Maybe we could have done this. They just said, well, you know, that's how things go. Never could look me in the eye. I'm pretty sure he was recording the conversation actually. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. And safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I just got so much more clarity mm. and everybody on that day told me, oh, don't say anything to them. Don't say, just serve your last day and then leave. And I was like, no, we're not gonna do this. And that was a form to me of forgiveness. Like, yeah. okay. Cool, I found out. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Communication
1: is so key, right? Like that's something I've learned too that um, that even if that other person is not willing to hear it, I think it's so important if someone else is willing to listen. Now, not like in a gossip sense, like let me tell about on this person, you know, but like someone that maybe is a mentor or, um, you know, someone that is accountable in your life to be able to talk about it To If it is a process, right? To help you through the process of of, of forgiveness. Um, So cool. Well, I love it. Anything you want to touch on or talk on in terms of forgiveness? Well, I think for family members mm. specifically
0: <laughs> um, and if you live out of different areas different state and you're just harboring whatever it might be towards your dad, your mom, your brother, your sister um, you do need to have that conversation because it's just going to keep following you around mm. and you're not going to let go of it Yeah. and even if the person <clears throat> a lot of people say this, well they're not going to change, well that's not the right you know you forgive and what um well it's about you living in peace of course right and what i think and i've just never read this in the bible but sometimes the church preaches will forgive them in your heart and i realize there are those circumstances where you you just can't go and speak to this person but i've yet to actually read that in the bible where it says forgive in your heart mm-hmm. um it says go to your brother and sister Mm. it says forgive so you can be forgiven and so I've always just
1: taken that to be like well no I think you actually need to go have a discussion with that person and that requires a lot of uh uncomfortability because that's actually speaking to me right now because I have forgiven someone in my heart uh and it was a process for sure but I've never actually done it in person
0: yep yeah. So
1: are you saying I should communicate with them in person? I am. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, all right. I'll take your advice. Well, and... and We'll follow up and let your, you know how that went. Well, great. Because
0: <laughs> to your point, like, what what has shown more fruit, you know, doing that or actually taking action mm. in, in, in any aspect? Mm-hmm. You, you see more fruit
1: when you actually take action and, and do something totally. like that. Totally. So. Yeah. I would have to agree, man. Just talking it out. And once again, it's not... You know, we've heard it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So if it's coming from this place of, hey, I've already forgiven you, but I feel like you should know this, Mm -hmm. that um, here's maybe the grievances I've had towards you or whatever. But coming from a place where you're not angry anymore, Mm because I'm sure that's a a stage of getting to a place of forgiveness. There's anger, there's bitterness, there's Mm -hmm. resentment, right? But choosing to like, okay, put that aside and, and truly forgive and let it go. Uh, and being able to talk about it. I think there's an extra layer of relief, right? Cause you're saying like you're walking around when you have for- unforgiveness, it feels like you're walking around with something you're carrying. Yep. So yeah, communicate, huge.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. And actually I'm my, convicted. In the relationship,
1: <laughs> <clears throat> my wife's
0: actually the forgiver. Um, And I I don't know if it's (laughs) because she just, she doesn't... So she's
1: even a better forgiver than you are? She
0: is an amazing forgiver. We could argue and I could apologize. And it's like, as far as the East is from the West, I mean, it's like, it's gone. It's awesome. And I don't know how she does it, but she's just like, okay, yep, we're moving forward now. And um, love that. Always trying to bring that into parenting, Mm. Um, especially with siblings Um, and kiddos. They can become resentful over a toy and how they didn't right. like, get their time with the toy and always making sure that they're forgiving for what they said, what they did. Um, and honestly, just having a, a forgiving heart and a grateful heart. Like we'll, we'll say to our kids, where's your happy heart right now? Mm-hmm. And sometimes they'll go, I don't
1: know. I left it in the room. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: cool, I love it, man. Well, I, the huge takeaways for me for sure is even if you have forgiven someone in your heart, and if they're still alive, it's important to still communicate with them. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to even that extra layer of relief and peace. And it's better to, to do about. it now while right.
0: they are still alive. Right. So uh, true. Because the day may come where they're not. And mm-hmm. you're
1: not, yeah, constantly living in this place of maybe regret or uh, wondering. 100 How it would have gone. Yep. Cool. Love it. Thanks for sharing. Anything else on the topic?
0: Just go talk to those people. Just go talk to those people you need to forgive. All right, Alex, I'll be back. All right, cool. (laughs) (laughs) So, Sammy. Yes, You are- I'm back. You're back. (laughs) It went great. (laughs) Um, So you are a very content person, I find. Well, thank you. Um, And I remember asking you one time we were in your house and I said, hey, if life didn't change in 10 years, how would you feel about that? And you said, "I said I would be so stoked." And I was kind of blown away by that. And I was like, <laughs> "I was like, why?" <laughs> and I was like, "Wait a minute, aren't you ambitious? Like, what? What are you? What are you talking about? Big time." <laughs> and so, how do you remain content um, mm. while at the same time being a provider, being ambitious, wanting more,
1: striving for more? How do you remain content? great question. Well, let's begin with the definition, which uh, up until uh, having this conversation, I never actually looked up the term com- uh, contentment, but it's not really a word you hear all too often. So I'm like, you know, what? let me see what it's what it's uh, defined as. So contentment means a state of happiness and satisfaction, happiness and satisfaction. So to answer your question is how does an ambitious person remain content? Um, well, first, kind of like you with forgiveness, uh, it's learning to forgive. And for me, I can be in a place of contentment because I lived uh, quite a few years of my life where I was discontent. (laughs) And that does not feel good. Um, Discontentment is, uh, well, look at the definition, right? Happiness and satisfaction is contentment. So discontentment is unhappy and dissatisfied. Um, And that is not a good feeling at all. And so... Um, I lived a good portion of my life of of where striving was the norm. Just striving, 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 striving. And that was making you discontent? It was making me discontent because I never saw what was, what was right in front of me. Mm. I was never able to see uh, and be present with, um, the treasures, I guess, that I had in front of me. And that's not even financial treasures. It's it's my family. It's the blessings that I already had because I was so focused on what would seem like a finish line, which is such a joke because there isn't a finish line. Um, and so you have this end goal in mind. And even though you're accomplishing certain, uh, certain uh, landmarks or goals to get there, you're never fully satisfied. And that feeling is very empty, actually, because now your focus is on things that Truly, are temporary. They're not promised, and you might have an abundance one day, but it can be taken the next day. And um, so, uh, being someone who's ambitious, I've had to learn through the years that uh, my definition of success actually had to change. And uh, in twenty twenty, I heard I learned that lesson a very hard way, um, but in a in a way that I'm super grateful for. But success for me was, um, you know, and and I came I came into Uh, into this season, truly trusting in the Lord or seemingly thinking so. Um, You know, wanting to enter certain business endeavors for the right reasons, to impact people, to add value to people. But along the way, um, that can be put on the back shelf because there's a dollar sign attached to that. And so I had to learn that even though I entered for the right reasons, uh, whether it was building a business or an investment or whatever, Um, without realizing it, it could be like a slow uh, transition to this, you know, particular uh, arena is um, discontentment because you're now focusing on something different such as finances or goals. Um, So I think the question you asked is how can you get to contentment yet be an ambitious person? Well, what I learned was um, it's all about the heart. And what are the reasons why you are pursuing a certain goal or a certain business or a certain opportunity? Uh, what is the motivation behind it? And is what you're pursuing becoming an idol in your life right. or an opportunity? Right. Right. And, and I so, can relate to that. Oh, I'm sure you can. Because <laughs> many people can. Well, and just talking to you, um,
0: there was, and this was just a couple months ago, there was a specific business I wanted to do for the and I I had to really analyze this because a friend of mine said to me he gave me some advice that he got from someone else and he said well that's really cool what does that do for God Mm. and that like put me in my place because I was like It does nothing for him. I Mm. wanted it on my resume. Mm. That's what I wanted it for. So selfish, Alex. I know. (laughs) Yeah. I think we've all I need to forgive myself for that.
1: (laughs) So um, it's honestly so relevant, I think to a lot of people that are listening right now. And so, yeah, in 2020 was a huge pivotal uh, season in my life and I had to change my definition of success. Uh, And I actually, um, you know, I was following, uh, and I still do follow, uh, an, an online influencer and business owner, his name is Jefferson Bethke. And so I was in this season where I was ready to make a change uh, and really go in a different direction because I was now living a discontent life and um, really pursuing things that I didn't sign up for, if that makes sense. And so there was this book called uh, To Hell with the Hustle. I actually just gave it to you. I'm excited. How do you like that cover? It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, To Hell with the Hustle. and. Um, As I transitioned from a business opportunity, I was reading this book, and I feel like it was the perfect book to really um, raise a lot of questions in my mind. And here's a question. So uh, here's a quote from Jefferson Bethke from the book To Hell With Hustle. What if God's idea of success isn't about what you do, but who you are? What if the goal of following Jesus is actually about becoming fully human? I'll talk about that later stepping into the person you were created to be and resisting our culture's worship of speed, hustle, activity, noise, fame, and knowledge. We need to value what our culture doesn't. It's time to stop doing and start becoming." And I remember reading those words and I'm like, man, I've been robotic for years. (laughs) Without realizing it, I lost my humanity because I was wake up at this hour to accomplish this thing, to do that thing. And by the end of the day, um, I need to do X, Y, and Z to feel like I accomplished something right. and to be satisfied with yep. myself, and that's never fulfilling. So, um, reading those words were actually like, "Hey, learn to be human again. Like, let's get let's let's start there. Let's learn to be a human again."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, and then that brings me to my question again: is how because being in the current position I'm in, there are those days where you're like. Did I do enough? Could I have done enough? And I'm just curious now versus because you just said you had that rigidity of wake up, do this, do this, do this. And then you beat yourself up actually when you don't accomplish that. Yeah. So how do you remain content in that where enough is enough for today? And now it's time to go be with the most important people.
1: Yeah. Great question. So I think contentment is something that you don't just master. I think it's a daily endeavor for sure. And so um, boundaries, that's something I've had to learn since 2020 is really setting some amazing boundaries for work life and family life. Um, And so for me, like 5 p.m., I'm done, you know, where previously I was done at like 3 (laughs) a.m. There was no boundaries. It was all over the place. But uh, what do you value most? You know, I remember Natalia, my wife, would always say, you'll always make time for the things that you value the most. And if you're not making time for certain things, it's because you truly don't want to. And I remember I, I would hear that and I'm like, wow, that is pretty harsh, but such a harsh reality and truth. Um, and so I value my wife and my kids. I value family and community and you know friends and, um, and accountability. And so 5 p.m., laptop is shut, and whether I accomplished my to-do list that day or not, um, what do I value most is what I want to prioritize most. And yes, providing for my family and being ambitious is huge um but what am i doing it for once again right right and i remember you know as i look back and there's sometimes i'm like man okay i need to do this 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 but it's not the sake of my family's time and all that stuff now i look back and i'm like you know what like what i will re- what i will remember more is not that i accomplished that to-do list i will remember the memories the lessons um the time well spent with those that i love the most so i think setting boundaries while you're ambitious is key so i know somebody who i
0: really respect um back in california and he said to me don't or as best as you can don't in 20 years look at a picture and go yeah i remember that Mm. but i really don't because i wasn't present right and so 2020 sammy were you being (laughs) present or you know Where's that? I got to hit the next goal or I got to do this or I got to accomplish this. Do you think there's those pictures, I guess, right now where you'd go, yeah, I kind of remember
1: that, but I was too busy looking in the future. 2020 was very much a defining year in my life where I can look back now in those photos and honestly say, I don't remember anything in 2020 other than... unforgiveness, (laughs) bitterness, uh, worry, um, and so much more, and I never want to live that way again, so um, it's a blessing though, because you have to go through those dark, you know, dark seasons or hard seasons to remind yourself um, where you don't want to go again, Uh, I know there's this quote that says, if you ever look back, um, it's look back and see how far you've come, but keep looking forward, um, so when I look back maybe in that season of 2020, early 2021, um, yeah, I, I see a different Sammy for sure. My wife does, my friends do those that really know me. It's a different person because I've had to, um, be broken, right. In order to be rebuilt and, um, make, make sure that there's those boundaries in place that I never go back there again.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So being
1: fully present. Um, another quote I want to mention from the book that really shattered my mindset <laughs> or broke down my mindset to rebuild it. Um, Cause here, you know, I was in 2020, leading up for the last actually five years to 2020, so 2015 and 2020 pursuing um, quote unquote success. And uh, I remember reading these words also from To Hell with the Hustle and Jefferson asks, what if God doesn't want me to do big things for him? Like at all, what if he just wants me to talk to him and know him and live an ordinary life where I love him and my, na- my neighbors well. And I remember reading that and I'm like, oh my gosh, like in this pursuit of success, um, loving him first and loving others, you know, secondary yeah. pretty much, I've, I've neglected that. And what if we start there again? And that goes back to my, um, you know, my fascination with the concept of becoming human again is okay, if I'm going to redefine my definition of success, let's start right there. Love God, love others well. And let that be the foundation of now what I build success upon. And that's what I had to learn, that success is not about what the world or people think about me, it's what my God, my wife, and my kids think about me. And success begins first and foremost in the home. So that's where the mindset shift happened, that where, that where I can now say, contentment came into my life, is because my definition of success has changed. Now, am I still ambitious, am I still driven? Yes, but um, I've actually invited like you, for example, because we have some amazing, like, hey, where can we invest next? And what can I do, and all that. Like we still have those great conversations, Um, but now it's not in haste, you know what I mean? Sure. It's more calculated, it's discussing with my wife, it's discussing with other guys, that I respect, and now things aren't done in haste, but they're done with wisdom, which is huge,
0: huge difference. Hundred percent. And we did not do this intentionally, but it seems that it is hard to be content without forgiveness. Yeah. From well, we. I was just like. For sure, I think. Huh. It's, this yeah. is interesting how this just kind of blended together. I
1: know we just kind of. I mean, I picked out the topic I saw <laughs> on you that really stands out, which is forgiveness, and you chose contentment for me, which is, I think it's intertwined, actually. Yep. For real. Pretty for cool. Real.
0: So anything else you want to share?
1: Yeah, let me share uh, two verses actually that have helped me as well. Um, and we can all be reminded of this. I'll start with 1 Timothy six six, which says, Godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world and we cannot take anything out of this world. But if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. Keeps life pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> right. I think we can all say that are listening to this episode that we've got food and clothing and Man, if we take it back to the basics, we have so much to be grateful for. Um, and then the Apostle, Apostle Paul says in Philippians 4.11, um, Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me boom <laughs> <laughs> so right. haven't mastered it but uh, daily pursual and it is so much better to live a happy and satisfied life which equals contentment
0: awesome thank you till next welcome. time thank you for listening to the created to lead podcast if you receive value from today's podcast and want to learn more visit us at created to lead
1: help us spread the word by subscribing to the podcast as well as following us on instagram at we are created to lead Thanks for joining us. The best is yet to come.